Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Dairy Farmers of Manitoba Chair David Weens. And up first in today's country comment, we'll chat with the President and CEO with the Nature Conservancy of Canada. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The president and CEO with the Nature Conservancy of Canada, Catherine Grenier, is in Winnipeg this week. I caught up with her yesterday. Well, Corey, I have to say, first, it's my first ever in-person event for NCC because I joined the organization just over a year ago in the midst of COVID. Been doing a lot of those Zooms and virtual meetings, so this trip to Manitoba means a lot to me. I, of course, I am meeting our wonderful Manitoba team, meeting with partners and donors. We're having uh, a donor event today at lunch. It's a small event, but where we'll be meeting people uh, in person. And the objective is to get to know Manitoba more, share a bit more about our strategic plan and our vision for the organization, and hopefully get people excited about um, the work that we need to do in the next decade to really improve the work of nature conservation. A big focus has been the uh, UN Climate Change Conference in uh, Glasgow. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, what, what we can do here at home to, to help with this cause. Sure. And, and one other thing that we always forget when we talk about climate change is the importance of nature conservation. In fact, we say that conserving nature and its biodiversity probably equates to a third of the solution. And it's by far the most affordable and I would say the most accessible solution. So for us, Protecting nature is a very tangible action that any Canadians could take um, to help improve our chance of fighting climate change and improving biodiversity. Private land uh, conservation and uh, restoration, what are some things that can be done there? Well, again, I think it's, uh, it's working with partners and landowners to protect the most important habitats, uh, making sure they're managed and stewarded for the long term. I think we're also working with current landowners to figure out the best way to take care of the land so we have this long-term view to make sure we're increasing change, change for those important habitats uh, to deliver the services that we all need because we all, we all really need nature, right? So how can we optimize it to help us? And talk a little bit about some of the projects that um, NCC has been involved with. Well, NCC works from coast to coast, right? We have projects all over the country. Uh, we just concluded last year the biggest ever campaign for nature in Canadian history, where we ended up contribu- contributing to protection of over 115,000 square kilometers. So that's pretty big, Corey, right? I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes with measures, I need reference. So it's uh, one and a half times the size of uh, New Brunswick. So that, that's, that's a pretty significant. And just to give you a sense of scope and scale, just this last year, the Nature Conservancy was able with its partner to protect uh, 20,000 hectares across the country. So that's what, Kevin, half the size of Winnipeg, probably, if I get it right. Um, so, so again, I think we're very active in trying to find the most important areas, the most important habitats. And here in Manitoba, Corey, you guys have grasslands that are probably the most important habitat for the entire country and is highly threatened. We only have 23% of it left, and I think we really have to mobilize ourselves in order to protect this really, really important habitat for livelihood, for communities, and for species at risk. That was Catherine Grenier, President and CEO with the Nature Conservancy of Canada. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. 
Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. Cattle prices are stabilizing. Brian Perrio with Canfax gave us a market update. Not a ton going on in terms of price action right now. Kind of through part the heart of the fall run, I would say. Uh, basically, we'd say prices are, are kind of stabilizing here. We've seen some pressure on fed cattle a little bit, feeder calves, you know, obviously seasonally weakening and, and hopefully getting to their lows. And then and, and cull cows certainly seen a lot of pressure. Still seem to be a little bit under some pressure, but hopefully them as well getting close to their lows overall. So may more of a stable, stabilizing market, but, but at lower prices, obviously, compared to where we were a couple months ago. He notes across the prairies, we saw higher volumes early during the fall run with numbers well above last year. The Canadian Dairy Commission recently announced an increase in the price of farm gate milk for early next year. David Weens is chair of Dairy Farmers of Manitoba. He says there's been a rise in production costs since the start of the pandemic. When we look at the, the, the feed alone, uh, like the increased feed costs have gone up by 27% over the last uh, two years. The price of fuel has gone up by 30%. You know, seeds have gone up by 20%. So that is really, uh, you know, beginning to take a, a bite out of uh, dairy farm costs. And, of course, with, uh, uh, with the production uh, costs uh, going up so significantly in this period of time, uh, the, the pricing has not kept up. Weens notes there isn't a direct correlation between changes to farm gate milk prices and what consumers pay in the store. And CN Rail has committed up to $250,000 to CFA's Hay West campaign to help cover the shipping cost of sending hay to drought-stricken farmers in the Prairie Provinces. CN's donation comes in twofold, an immediate $125,000, and in an effort to spur monetary donations from other organizations, CN will also provide matching funding for donations from other sources up to an additional $125,000 for a commitment of $250,000. It was also announced that CN's initial cash donations will apply to the matching donation previously supplied by Farm Credit Canada, wherein they agreed to match up to $25,000, from any organization, bringing the total donation from FCC to $50,000. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, November 10th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from David Weens, Chair of Dairy Farmers of Manitoba. The Canadian Dairy Commission recently announced an increase in the price of farm gate milk for early next year. I got reaction from David Weens, Chair of Dairy Farmers of Manitoba. The Canadian Dairy Commission just announced uh, an increase for uh, early next year, and and the increase will partially offset a significant rise in production costs that we incur as farmers, since, especially since the start of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, for instance, there's things like uh, the price of of cattle feed has risen dramatically along with the cost of fuel, machinery, fertilizer, seeds for crops, and so on. The, when we look at the, the, the feed alone, uh, like the increased feed costs have gone up by uh, 20%, 27% over the last uh, two years. The price of fuel has gone up by 30%. You know, seeds have gone up by 20%. So that is really, uh, you know, beginning to take a, a bite out of... Uh, you know, out of dairy farm costs, and of course, with uh, uh, with the production uh, costs uh, going up so significantly in this period of time, uh, the, the pricing has not kept up. So, yeah, so it's created a lot of uh, um, difficulty or, or stress on the farm in terms of 
you know, of trying to uh, meet the, the rising costs with the, with the revenue received. And this, this price adjustment, how would it, um, how would it compare to, to other foods um, that, are, that are, you know, going through the same thing? Yeah, we're seeing, uh, we're basically seeing a, a cost uh, increase right across the board. Uh, when we, uh, you know, certainly we've seen that uh, with with uh, other things like, uh, you know, meat and, uh, and and vegetables, fruits, everything has gone up very significantly. And it's interesting, when we look at, at what has happened over the, the past uh, five years, there's actually, uh, you know, when we look at the consumer price index of, of you know basically all food products, uh, it is at uh, 9.5%. And if you take the dairy products, specifically the the consumer price index on on dairy products in that same time frame, it's at 7.4%. So uh, it's a it's a little bit less than the the general uh, you know food uh, category. Uh, but certainly you're seeing right across the board where there's uh, increased uh, you know the uh, the increased cost, uh, uh, production costs, and certainly that's being reflected in this uh, price adjustment. Consumers, you know, I guess, talk a little bit more about what they'll see as far as an increase uh, in the grocery stores. Yeah, sure. So uh, I, I should say, first of all, uh, every fall, the Canadian Dairy Commission uh, completes their cost of production study, they do the analysis, and then they come up with, with prices. So uh, and, and they announce it now so that the processors can, you know, work with their customers to, you know, give them enough lead time so that these changes can be made. But let's let's look at, at how it would actually uh, affect, uh, uh, you know, the consumer. For example, in a restaurant, uh, the glass of milk through this increase would go up by uh, one cent uh, for a glass of milk. For a medium pizza at a restaurant, it would increase the cost of the pizza by four cents. And if you want to take that to a grocery store, for example, a 650-gram tub of yogurt would increase by about 3.7%, which would be uh, $0.12 cents, uh, for that tub. Or another way of looking at it is for a 450-gram package of cheddar cheese, the cost would go up by 3.6%, which would be uh, an additional $0.26 cents for that package of cheese. But I, I should say, too, that in the past, when the, when the Canadian Dairy Commission has either uh, uh, announced an increase or even a decrease sometimes in, in the, the farm gate uh, price for, for milk, uh, we don't see uh, any direct correlation between what happens at farm gate and what happens at, at retail in the store. Uh, it, it may affect the price there. It may not. So we've, we've just seen different things. Uh, sometimes when we, we've taken a price decrease in the past, the prices have actually gone up in the store. So there's not a very good correlation at all from, uh, from what we've experienced in the past. But these numbers that I gave you would just give, give you a reflection if, if, there was, if it actually transferred uh, through, which is uh, you know, uh, really highly in question. David, wanted to just talk a little bit about, um, I guess, the weather, the uh, the warmer fall we've had here. What kind of impact has that had on dairy farmers? Well, this has been a so yeah. So when I talk about the increases in our cost of production, those are national numbers, and 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 so in Manitoba here, of course, dairy farmers will have ex- uh, experienced uh, an even uh, greater cost e- escalation, especially when it comes to. You know, the fact that there's so many dairy farms that did not 
uh, produce enough feed uh, for their herds, and they were forced to to not only uh, uh, pay a lot more for you know supplement costs to balance the, the 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 diets of the cows, but they actually had to go out and buy forages which they normally produce on the farm. farm. So that so there was uh, it created it, it is creating a lot of stress on dairy farms, and so you know with this uh, price increase, it, it just uh, it, it helps, but I mean, it, it doesn't take away the uh, the impact that the drought has. So, you know, we're all hoping for uh, this thing to end. I know that in the forecast, you know, there's there's rain and snow. So, you know, we're certainly looking forward to that, getting as much as we can because we will need a lot of moisture. Otherwise, our situation in terms of uh, uh, production costs would would uh, continue to escalate into next year. I would just like to say that. Uh, uh, you know the 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 price increase that uh, the the Canadian Dairy Commission is announcing is helping us to uh, put in uh, you know just putting us back on on even keel. Uh, what we've basically uh, the cost of production is very clearly showing that uh, you know for the last period of time our costs are certainly not being met in the in the revenue that we receive for the milk, and so. Um, and, and this increase is going to help us going forward. What we've lost in the past has been lost, and we're not going to be able to catch that up. But it is, it is about uh, looking forward, uh, trying to uh, keep the viability of the farm so that we can continue to, you know, uh, you know, uh, have the farms that are that are viable into the future. Because as you know, things you're all constantly making investments on the farm in terms of. You know whether it's it, it's repairs or replacement of of uh, old equipment just to try to gain efficiencies, and with uh, uh, you know because our first priority always has to be uh, feeding the cows and and ensuring that there's enough feed. And when there's not enough revenue, that's when uh, you start to postpone other things on the farm, which in the end actually uh, undermines the farm you know longer term. So. This is a welcome relief uh, for dairy farmers, and it will certainly uh, help our situation. That was David Weens, chair of Dairy Farmers of Manitoba. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening, and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Canada's Outdoor Farm Show is hosting an online event today entitled What a Year, a Celebration of Ag Innovation. Go to OutdoorFarmShow.com. The Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association Regenerative Agriculture Conference takes place November 15th to the 17th at Brandon's Victoria Inn. The Canadian Hemp Trade Alliance is planning its annual conference for November 17th and 18th. Takes place online. Details at HempTrade.ca. The Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference is planned to be held virtually November 22nd and 23rd. And the Association of Manitoba Municipalities is holding its fall convention November 22nd to the 24th. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, a local supporter of the Canadian Food Grains Bank says another record-breaking fundraiser is in the books. Linden resident Deb Lowen canned and sold 335 jars filled with homemade goodness such as ketchup, rhubarb sauce, enchilada sauce, and pickled beets. All of this canning resulted in the collection of $2,450 this year compared to last year's record-breaking number of $2,100. Deb chatted with Golden West's Judy Peters. I am done. It was delayed a couple of times because I ended up getting some custom orders 
and this seems to be the year to get those done. So I finished a couple of weeks ago, yeah. And what were some of the, the custom orders that you got? Were any of them surprises for you? Um, they were surprises, no. I've had a request for homemade ketchup for a number of years, and I just never had enough tomatoes uh, to, you know, start playing around with something new. Um, but this year I got several large donations of tomatoes from a couple of neighbors. And um, so I ended up doing, oh goodness, like 40 or 50 jars of ketchup, most of which I sold, and then enchilada sauce, which was a new one for me as well this year. So, it, yeah, we broke all kinds of records again this year. So it was uh, it was another successful year of canning. Well, that is wonderful to hear. Tell me about these records. I want to know, how did it all work out for you? Well, last year was our record to date. Um, and we had, uh, we've been doing this since 2012. Last year, we did 275 total jars uh, sold. And this year, we did 335. So it's a substantial increase. So, and a lot of that came exactly because of the rhubarb sauce, the enchilada sauce, the ketchup, that kind of stuff that I, I normally wouldn't have done. But pickled beets are always a big one, too. Like, I think we did 105 jars of pickled beets and lots of salsa. That's always a, a really popular one. And then we, ha- we ended up, last year, we did $2,100 that we raised in total. Um, that was also a record up until that point. And then this year we did 2,450. Well, that, I have to say, that is quite impressive, especially since the beginning of this year you were considering not doing this. Exactly. No, it's been, uh, most years, it's it's just really good therapy for me. I enjoy it. I really you know, look forward to getting into canning season. This year, as you know, we had talked about um, when you interviewed me in spring, um, I had a considerable amount of loss this year with two brothers and and my mom and and actually two aunts passing away. So I wasn't sure whether this was something I wanted to do and it really turned out to be absolutely the best thing to do because it was just therapy when I needed to, you know, keep busy. because your brain needs to not maybe think too much about sad things all the time, right? Absolutely. So, no, so it was good. I'm glad I did. And, and you know, with the drought that we experienced this year, um, a drought for us still is not um, as drastic an event as it is, let's say, in some of the third world or developing countries where this, um, where the funds eventually end up, right? So... So with the, the CEDA contribution, which is a um, you know a government, a federal government contribution of four to one, that twenty four fifty actually becomes uh, twelve thousand two hundred and fifty dollars, which is a substantial amount of money. So it's it's been really really gratifying to see the continued support, especially in a year like this where I wasn't sure that I'd be able to do it. That was Linden resident Deb Lowen chatting with Golden West Judy Peters. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Consumers could be paying more for dairy products starting early next year. The Canadian Dairy Commission recently announced an increase in the price of Farmgate milk. David Weens is chair of Dairy Farmers of Manitoba. He says there isn't a direct correlation between changes to Farmgate milk prices and what consumers pay in the store. However, Weens gave some examples if the price increase was passed on directly to consumers. In a restaurant, 
the glass of milk through this increase would go up by uh, one cent uh, for a glass of milk. For a medium pizza at a restaurant, they would increase the cost of the pizza by four cents. And if you want to take that to a grocery store, for example, a 650-gram tub of yogurt would increase by about 3.7%, which would be uh, $0.12 cents, uh, for that tub. Or another way of looking at it is for a 450-gram package of cheddar cheese, the cost would go up by 3.6%, which would be uh, an additional $0.26 cents for that package of cheese. Ween says there's been a sharp rise in production costs for dairy farmers since the start of the pandemic. And we're through the heart of the fall cattle run. Brian Peria is a market analyst with Canfax. Pretty good uh, fall runs, you know, certainly uh, across the prairies, uh, you know, certainly saw higher volumes early and uh, year to date. Well, you know, for example, in Alberta, I think we were close to 30% above uh, of, above year ago, but uh Part, big part of that, or a good chunk of that, was also from earlier in the year, too, with the year-over-year comparison. A lot of cattle have come to town. Lots of heifers have come to town. We're well above uh, last year. He notes there's not a lot going on in terms of price action. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.